0: Coming up on Does America, the Texas snowpocalypse continues in its second day here uh, in Texas. We're starting to get things back to normal. Maybe we'll uh, give you an update on that. We have the Winter Olympics kicking off overseas. We have Dan Andros, who's going to be on today from Faithwire. As we kind of look at the predictable train wreck that is the Chinese situation right now, let's do the Beijing Olympics. Stu Does America. Coming to you from the Lisa Page Made Me Do It studios. It's, you know, of course, my wife's podcast studio in my house in Texas as uh, Snowpocalypse 2021, 2022 continues. Snowpocalypse 2021 was interesting because this room I'm sitting in was filled with water after a pipe burst in our home. So uh, this one's a little bit wet, better. It's a little more cozy here in Texas this time. Power stayed on. Things have been better. I'm looking out the window right now. I'm seeing, um, you know, the snow melting. Uh, you know, I know, I see your comments. I know you're making fun of us. We talk all tough in Texas and then like one half of an inch of precipitation hits the ground and we shut the state down. I get it. We're wusses and I don't apologize for it. Texas is still better than whatever state you're in. Um, so, and one thing I will say, you know, living up in Pennsylvania for a while, when we were doing the show, we lived, we did it in Florida for a while, then we did it, in New York um, and I was living in Pennsylvania at the time so my my commute one way was about 90 minutes then we moved to Texas and I cut that 90 minutes down to like 15. I'm realizing now 15 minutes is way too long to go to work it's taking me like mere seconds to get into this room and it's much much easier I think all my shows are gonna be from home from now on so sorry back at the studio I'm not I'm never crossing the threshold yet again I know that makes everybody's life miserable but is that Should that be my concern, I guess, is the question. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. Um, So the uh, Beijing Olympics have uh, kicked off. And I guess we're going to get it on like 46-hour delay again. I don't know. I will say this. You know, going through this COVID situation has been kind of interesting in a couple of ways. One of the ways is we've learned a very central truth about COVID-19 and the surrounding policies and uh, situation that has affected us all, so intensely for the past couple of years, which is that no one has been wrong about it. Everybody's opinion in, on like March 1st, 2020 is still the same, and every new development just reinforces what everyone said uh, two years ago, which is really convenient because I feel like both sides are saying different things a lot of the times, uh, yet they just can continually claim they've been right the entire time. And it's nice to have people... Come to your point of view. Sometimes you take a strong position. Nobody seems to agree with you. And over time, people get there. And that's how I feel today. Because I haven't watched the Olympics in like 100 years. And I don't like the Olympics. Honestly, a lot of the sports, I kind of root for the U.S. to lose. A lot of people think that's unpatriotic. But what is that? Is it unpatriotic? For example, soccer. Soccer sucks. We all know soccer sucks. If the U.S. soccer team wins then we get more coverage of it in the United States. Is that good for America? I ask you that. The answer to that, of course, is no. So it is actually the patriotic thing to do to root against the U.S. soccer team. And I feel that way largely about all Olympic sports. I don't really care much about them at all. I don't watch the Olympics. I didn't turn it on at all when it was in Japan, and I'm not going to turn it on at all when it's in Beijing. And now, finally, after this long uh, battle I fought, to show how stupid and irrelevant the Olympics are, people are finally joining me in not watching them. And I do do like that. It is important though, because the Olympics are not just about sports as we know. You can go back to the 30s, you can go back really, I mean, thousands of years if you wanna go back that far. Kind of important, uh, not just on the sporting level, but on the international relations level, on the geopolitical level, on the world stage. And this is why it's so despicable That Beijing is hosting these games, China is in the midst of uh, um, uh, you know hosting these games. Just a couple years after they, if you're at the very least incompetence, but much much more than that when it comes to uh, hiding what was going on and not giving the world uh, the information they needed. We're in the middle of a pandemic that started in China, may very well have leaked out of a Chinese lab. And we're just celebrating these guys like they're just heroes. It's absolutely incredible. Not to mention they are in an ongoing genocide against the Uyghur people, among others, by the way. And that's all going on while we celebrate and show their wonderful opening ceremonies that was going on earlier today. Now, I guess they're going to air tonight. I can tell you this. They're not coming on, going on in my house. I don't care about them anyway, but I certainly don't want to support and give any propaganda value to the Chinese Communist Party. Although I am at odds with Savannah Guthrie, a, a, a potentially, um, this is a, a broadcast. This is a little we're going to be a little slice of this. this is the NBC coverage, Savannah Guthrie um, talking about the opening ceremonies. Now, I want to set this up with this. Everyone knows in the world that what G is doing to the Uyghur people and we know there's an ongoing genocide this is basically the worst situation in the world right now there's always a situation in rwanda flares up north korea has been an ongoing situation for a long time there's always something going on in the world this is probably the worst current uh genocide going on in the world right now they are putting people in camps they are taking away their livelihood they are murdering family members they are doing all sorts of things uh, in these regions And so they know that, of course, they know everyone's talking about it. So what do they do to co-light the Olympic flame? They bring out a Uyghur representative, or at least reportedly. Do we know that for sure? Of course not. But reportedly a Uyghur representative. If it is a Uyghur representative, clearly everyone in their family is watching the ceremony as well with a, a piece of black cold metal pressed against their temple to see if their relative does anything wrong. So, obviously, this is an attempt at propaganda. Everybody would know that. Here's how Savannah Guthrie covered it.
1: like this moment uh, is quite provocative.
0: It's a statement from the Chinese president, Xi Jinping, to choose an athlete from the
1: Uyghur minority. It is an in-your-face response to those Western nations, including the U.S., who have called this Chinese treatment of that group genocide and diplomatically
0: boycotted these games. There will be much discussion about this. <laughs> yeah yes there will. We haven't called it genocide. It is genocide. This isn't like a made up thing that we've just come up with and just making up making up words to describe situations. It fits right with that uh with that uh definition. And you know, Savannah Guthrie saying it's an in your face moment. Well, certainly it is an in your in your face moment. When you cover it like that, you're giving it propaganda value. This is obviously uh out-and-out propaganda from the Chinese Communist Party to try to make it seem as if they're actually really nice to Uyghurs. Look at this. They gave them one of the most high-profile jobs in the country. Look, they know what's going on. We know what's going on. Everyone seems to know what's going on. And while this is happening, our own media is describing it as an in-your-face moment because we've called it genocide. Uh, Look, it would have been much better for Savannah Guthrie, honestly, to just not say anything about it at all. I understand, and I'm not like, I'm not a purist here. I, I You know, I, I, if I'm in the Guthrie family, I want her coming home. If she comes out and says what I would say about that, she wouldn't be coming home. She, she'd walk off her broadcast booth and disappear forever. So you can't, I guess you can't be, uh, you can't go super far here. Bob Costas talked about this a little bit. Um, we talked to Jim Garrity on this program after he interviewed Costas, and Costas, did stay say certain things about these oppressive regimes when he was covering them but you had to be careful and you had to really watch your words that's what makes the guthrie thing i think worse you know she had to know this something like this was coming she had to be prepared for what she was going to see and then to describe it this way it honestly would have been better off for her to just not even acknowledge it don't give them the win of the propaganda if you can't say what's really going on with the uyghurs in china It's better to just let people who are not at gunpoint in China discuss it. Um, And, you know, that sounds like an exaggeration. Now, this um, this has been pushed around uh, social media quite a bit. And this is a clip of I believe it's Dutch TV. Um, And it's uh, seemingly an ongoing news segment. And then there's a little interruption on the coverage.
1: We gaan naar China naar onze correspondent Short Den Da. Short staat vlakbij het Reporter stadion. Uh, wat gaat China de komende uren laten She's
0: zien? Interview ja. him. And then also Shindoum. the Chinese authorities. Ja, hey, oh, oh, yeah. we worden hier in de merk net al weggetrokken. Yeah. Oh, um, we oh, zijn don't don't, net
1: ook al bij een ander well. gebied oh. weggezet. Oh. 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 Dus oh. ik vrees dat wij later even bij je moeten terugkomen. We
0: gaan door met het Yeah, yeah. He has to put the camera down. They cut from the coverage, the and there you the go. How about that? I mean, I, I, you know, so much is coming out from. It's difficult to tell what's authentic and stuff from China and what's going on. But it does seem to be a clip uh, that uh, you know major news organizations are saying is a legitimate clip of of someone being caught in the middle of an interview and and being removed. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't speak. Uh, their language i don't know what they were saying exactly but this sort of thing is going on um behind the scenes more often than in front of the cameras that's for sure so when one of those moments happens in front of the camera you stand up and notice it um should we be there should our athletes be there should anyone be in china celebrating that nation after all the things they are currently involved in we're going to get into that here in a second with dan andros of faithwire.com back in a second So Valentine's Day, just a couple of weeks away, our friends at GenuCell have a special treat that you will love with all of your heart. From now till Valentine's Day, you can get the brand new GenuCell Anti-Aging Primer for radiant glow and flawless finish-free skin with every order of GenuCell's most popular package. Um, GenuCell's new primer contains botanical extracts and antioxidants to deeply hydrate, brighten, and complete your finished look. Um, Soretta from Tacoma, Washington uh, wrote in, and I love this review because... It really tells the story in a very modern way. Uh, The primer is amazing. I put it on when my skin is dry. It gives such an airbrushed look and it makes me not even want to apply anything else. I love that my face glows right through my foundation. I'm in love. It's like wearing a filter. Like you got, you got an int- Instagram filter on all the time. People love it. Ladies, uh, treat yourself. Guys, uh, it's coming. getting close to Valentine's Day. Great present as well. Visit lovegenucel.com slash stew. You enter the promo code stew uh, for 10% off at checkout. com slash stew. Love, genuce com slash stew. Go there now make sure to use the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show plus you'll save 10 percent. it's love slash stew welcome back to uh, Does america uh, i am home uh we are kind of without all of our bells and whistles uh, here for the next couple of days and dan andros has been uh kind enough to join us here uh for an extended discussion about all the craziness going on in the world he's from faithwire.com at Dan Andros on the Twitters. Make sure to follow him uh, there as well. Dan, um, you know, we were talking about the Beijing Olympics. They've started up, and there is a clip that has gone viral of Savannah Guthrie uh, talking about and trying to describe this moment with a Uyghur um, representative uh, lighting the flame. Uh, it's it's not a good clip. Uh, let's watch and I want to get your reaction to it. Like this moment uh, is quite provocative. It's a statement from the Chinese President Xi Jinping to choose an athlete
1: from the Uyghur minority. It is an in-your-face response to those Western nations, including the U.S., who have called this Chinese treatment of that group genocide and
0: diplomatically boycotted these games. There will be much discussion about this. Yeah, (laughs) there sure will, Savannah. Uh, You know, look, this does not seem to be an off the cuff moment. It seems like she kind of knew this was coming and this is what she planned to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, look, NBC knows what they're getting into here. They've got advisors like a guy from Yale, a professor of some sort to to tackle and to kind of try to give context to some of these uh, different things that are happening with China, including uh, we know that they are persecuting Uyghurs. And so to have this moment. And to have her say it's an in-your-face my it just looks like she's carrying the water for the communist Chinese government here. I mean, but Stu, I would like to think, I'd like to imagine somehow that Savannah Guthrie is not actually super pumped to carry the water for China's communist <laughs> government. i like to think she was just trying to kind of explain what China's trying to do there and then just sounded, you know, it just didn't come out great and she looks horrible now because of it. But I'd like to think this was just poor execution. But I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I don't know what to think anymore when I watch the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, there is
0: an argument to be made there that she's in China. She's going to get murdered if she says what I would say or what you would say about the situation yeah. uh, with the Uyghur minority, or at least there's a good chance of it. I can understand you're not going to go all out there. Even Bob Costas, who has been pretty strong um, against the Chinese Olympics, talked about that in covering uh, the games. You have to have a little bit of diplomatic uh, speech to be able to get through some of those well, moments.
1: Well, when, Ch- Stu, when Chinese handlers are standing right behind the camera with guns and <laughs> batons and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're going to you're going to tend to I don't know if they're actually there, but I mean, that's I wouldn't <laughs> shock me if, if uh, China was doing that.
0: No, it would not shock me at all. And, I, you know, we know we know how China operates. So, <laughs> yes, you, there is some level of uh, specificity that you need to uh, utilize when when speaking about such events when you're overseas and in a, in, a, in a dangerous situation. That being said, you know, if you're not going to acknowledge what is going on, at least at, uh, you know, it was, it, probably the biggest pro- problem I have with the what she said was instead of saying, the the genocide on the uyghurs in china she said what the u.s calls genocide and like that is just you know for these people that constantly come after us and 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 criticize us for our uh you know whatever position you might have on vaccines or whatever position you might have on the climate these are facts these are things that are going on and to not acknowledge it and to elevate their uh denial to the level of uh, our factual uh, knowledge of the situation is, I mean, I just can't do it. I'd rather have you not even mention it.
1: Yeah, yeah, don't even mention it. Just ignore it and blow past it. And, like, it can't be overlooked here, Stu. Um, I mean, first of all, the way to avoid all this and avoid all these controversies is just not to be there in the first place. Like, what are we even doing Mm. in China? I mean, here's a country, the entire globe has been dealing with a pandemic now for going on two years that originated in China, and they lied about it at the beginning. You know, the zoonic theory is now not such a lock, and the lab leak theory has gained some additional credibility, though it's not confirmed as to what it actually was. So this is a government that has, un- you know, a country <laughs> that has essentially unleashed a pandemic on the world, and now we're over there just going like, hey, let's play some sports. I mean, it's it's – all of it is just ridiculous and you shouldn't be there in the first place because th- that doesn't even mention the human rights abuses that are going on that we know are going on in China. And so if you're going to go there, it feels like you should be hardlined against that. You're you're profiting off of this. If you're NBC, you're paying usually I think it's over a billion dollars to get the rights to these to these games. And so they're assuming that they're making a lot of money if anyone ends up watching it. Um and so you're profiting off of this. You've got to use the leverage you have as a giant media corporation to actually call attention to these issues. And so when you go weak on it, it just is doubly worse.
0: You know, let me, let's dive into that a little bit because I, I am still a little torn on, on, on being there. I don't think we should have any representation there from our government. No diplomat. I, I I like that we're not there diplomatically. I don't want any representation there. I, you know, you are a college athlete. Like, there is a level of frustration as an individual who works their entire lives striving to get to these levels. To to, I mean, you know, picture yourself going through the thousands of hours of training to get to the Olympics. And then your country... Your government says, no, you can't go there. Now, I can say that we shouldn't sponsor it. We shouldn't pay for it. We shouldn't acknowledge it as a nation. But an individual athlete, if they want to go and, and take those risks on, I think you can argue it's tough to tell them no.
1: Yeah. And I, I more mean NBC, like covering it. But, and, and the other weakling here in all of this is, uh, <laughs> is the IOC and the Olympic Committee. Like, what, what are they doing putting the Olympics there? Why? Why are you yes. doing this? Like, can't you go to a country that isn't unleashing genocides on people? How <laughs> hard is this? You have a whole globe to pick countries from. I'm like, you know what? China's looking pretty good right about now. You know, pandemic, little genocide going on. Let's give them some games. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's utterly <laughs> absurd. Yeah, you know, and it's true, Dan. It's not only. That you have the entire globe to
0: pick from. You got a globe, and you just, the whole globe. You just, the whole thing. Just pick one that isn't committing ongoing genocide. <laughs> There's, a, I mean, it's pretty a low hurdle to clear. But let me add you another had one job. Even, one job, yeah. IOC. One, one. Let me add an even lower hurdle to clear. It's the Winter Olympics. Can you go to a place that has snow? 100 <laughs> the, percent of the winter olympics events will be happening on artificial snow because they don't have snow <laughs> there so they right. actually have to import and create all the snow from scratch just to give it to a communist this regime is, that has unleashed a pandemic on the world. I mean, this could there be a worse organization than the IOC?
1: Right. I mean, I'm just waiting for their next announcement. The Maui winter Olympics, you know, like <laughs> I mean, come on guys, at least Maui's not committing I mean, genocide right. on There's anyone. No genocides going on. No <laughs> genocides that we know of happening in Maui. So, I mean, you're safe to go there, but just what a pathetic job. I mean, and look, this all goes back to, Stu, we, I think we talked about, uh, I think on this show, that, that Chinese tennis star that went missing and the IOC is like, oh, no, no, they said a video. We are all square. We're convinced. You know, the, what a sham of an organization.
0: Yeah, it really is really bad. Let me get uh, your reaction on one more clip here before we go to break on the Olympics. This is Nancy Pelosi giving a little advice to those athletes going overseas. <laughs> all right. I would say to our athletes. You're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. Mm. You know, this is, you know, she's getting taken a beating over this, and I think uh, it's well deserved. Though, I mean, the be, advice is for, I, I would be, if my daughter was a, an Olympic athlete, I would certainly be telling her somewhat of the same thing.
1: Well, I mean, Nancy, I mean, she's getting flack for being a xenophobe, right? Is that is that what she's getting no. flack for from the left? They're mm-hmm. not saying that, wow, how xenophobic of you to just slam China like that. Uh, <laughs> not at all. No? No, I guess the oh, okay. idea is from, you know, look, is
0: she. Is she basically folding to the Chinese? Hey, don't speak up. Shut your mouth. Honor what the, the Chinese want while you're there because you're taking risk on. I mean, they are taking risk on if they were doing that. But usually we don't discourage critical right. uh, speech about a, a a tyrannical regime.
1: Right. I mean, she did call him, look, Pelosi's not that dumb. I mean, she 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 knew what it was going to look like if she didn't say like. She called them brutal because they're brutal and they're ruthless. Mm-hmm. So she did demean them in the middle of that. So at least she did that. I'm just laughing because, you know, if I'm just imagining if Trump would have said something similar, um, he would have been probably <laughs> ran out of town as a xenophobe who hates, you know, anyone who looks different than him. Yeah, that's very true. Also, I, I, I've i got to understand
0: what is going on with those with those uh, eyebrows. Uh, you know uh sarah gonzalez did a video where she had the eyebrows painted on her head like up here and like i think she put them too low uh nancy pelosi's is actually higher i, I mean, this, i've never that. seen i've I never see seen a picture? face like this before oh yeah can, can we I put up do again? we have yeah, this, this. a screenshot one more time i don't know if we have that we might have to bring it back after the break again You're we're a little destroyed. oh there she is
1: whoa look at where they are they're Who like six inches this? above her eyes <laughs> Yeah, like someone's pulling the strings, like behind. You know what I mean? Like they've got a string behind her head, and they're just like pulling them up, like to keep the face. I don't know. That is, uh, it is shocking. There, I think we need an investigation. Yeah. Stu- Can we get a Stu show investigation on that? Yes, yeah, Stu. I'm I'm not going to say Stu does
0: Nancy Pelosi because that makes me feel very uncomfortable. But at some point there's soon, a, yeah, we're going to do an investigation.
1: Stu has done everything at this point on this show, but you there, there's lines even you won't cross on that.
0: Yeah. Our naming conventions have gotten us into trouble a few times dan andros from uh,
1: faithwire.com
0: i'm going to be back with more with him in just a second so if you're trying to buy or sell a home in the market like this you know how difficult it can be Uh, well i guess if you're selling it's easy to sell the house The, the problem is what uh how is that transaction working out for you long term you know I, I sold a house a few months ago and i thought oh my gosh i can't believe how you know how well we did on this home uh and then a few months went by and the market just kept going up and up and up and up and up it's difficult to know how to time a market and honestly nobody's going to be able to tell you that information no one knows when the peak of a market is no one knows um, where to go uh, where, where the market's going to go tomorrow but what you can kind of like sit back and figure out is what how how you're doing in this particular transaction how you can maximize your value for the moment and that's really important you know a few percentage points here or there on a house you're talking about a lot of money Plus, you might be dumping money into repairs you don't even need. You need a real estate agent that knows how to take care of the entire process beginning to end and understands what you want out of it. That's really important. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com to find that person no matter where you are in the country, whether you're buying or selling a home, you need someone on your side. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, there's a lot of shows out there, a lot of podcasts out there, but no other man is bringing you the news with a giant fluorescent pink sign behind him. That's just me. I'm doing that by myself, coming to you from the Lisa Page Made Me Do It studios, live from my guest room, Texas, uh, where we are talking a little bit. We didn't did know a lot about the Olympics today as that's getting going. The other big story that's going on right now is the Joe Rogan thing. Continues to burn as a pretty big story. Uh, I think there was another artist or two that pulled their stuff off of Spotify here in the last couple of days so you know i go back and forth on this part of me just wants to laugh at these idiots like neil young who have pulled their music off and it's because it's made no difference they've stayed with joe rogan the other thing the other part of me though knows the reality here which is this is probably going to continue to to grow and i don't know is spotify a european country really going to stick by their investment i don't know the answer to that there's been a kind of a, a new entry and there's been a few of these as well the rock did this the other day dwayne the rock johnson um, a couple of other artists have stepped up and said, "Hey, look, Joe Rogan could be able to have his his music on this platform. Um, you know, he's trying he's doing his best to understand these issues and let's move on with our lives. Uh, another voice chimed in on on the side of Joe Rogan, and it was John Stewart. Uh, it's interesting because, I guess if you stick around long enough, these guys that seemed so insanely liberal wind up moving back to the pack. We've seen that with Jon Stewart and Bill Maher because the left has gotten so crazy that the old people on the left seem almost sane. Dan Andros from faithwire.com is with me uh, talking about this. And and Dan, you watch the video. Uh, Jon Stewart, you know, I don't know. Is he does he sound sane in this video?
1: Yeah. And I think what you're seeing, I mean, there's a lot of things like. He's still a liberal and he bashes Fox News in there and says Tucker Carlson doesn't, you know, look at things honestly and just lies, lies, lies. So th- there's some of that stuff in there as well. But uh, at the heart of what he's saying is in what he's what doesn't sit well with him is this gut reaction to just try to silence somebody. And in particular, he didn't understand it with Rogan because he's like, this guy's not an ideologue. He's got it's not like he's just pushing one thing all the time and it's real dangerous to everyone. He's like all over the board. Right. And most of the time he's just sitting there taking a nap on his podcast, letting the other person just ramble on. Um, That's pretty (laughs) much how his podcast goes. So um, but but I agree with a lot with what Stuart said when he was talking about this. Look, essentially what he was saying is the way to combat bad ideas is not to just try to silence everything you don't like, or that you think is a bad idea. It's to engage with that person. And that's what he said, that's why I had Bill O'Reilly on. And I would talk to Bill O'Reilly, because he, I think his quote right here is don't leave, don't abandon, don't censor to, it to actually engage. Hmm. Um, and he also joked, and I completely agree with this, that, you know, Neil Young, what all these people were saying out there, you're gonna talk about misinformation. Everyone was trying to say that Spotify lost like $4 billion or $2 billion or something. <laughs> When Neil Young made this announcement, I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, the, the most information I got from that Neil Young threat was that he was still alive. I had no idea. And <laughs> and so, you know, he so is, I, he is so by the way, that's confirmed. Think, yeah, he is. He is. I think that's mm-hmm. the message there that's resonating with more and more Americans. You see, you know, Bill Maher make this a similar point, which is this this uh, reaction to just censor. Now, listen, that reaction's been around. Right. Like we I mean, Stu, we've seen it from back in the from back in the CNN days with Glenn. Like they had, you know, stop back out there all the time. So and they would be they were out there. These these progressive forces that just want to shut down anyone that has an opposing viewpoint. They're out there and they've been out there. I think after the George Floyd incident, you saw a shift where um, things changed. And now corporations and people just quickly just caved all this stuff. I mean, even the Redskins changed their name fabulous job by them by the way um (laughs) but but i think you've seen a shift since the george floyd you know tragedy that it's now it's become more more overt yeah i feel like like it's become more working yeah it is working at some level
0: you know it's interesting because i think what you basically described is something that we've been saying back from the day you know dan used to work at the blaze for a long time worked with uh, us over at glenbeck uh and and the radio program and like we used to say this all the time more speech not less no, more voices, yeah. not fewer. Yeah, that is a, a central to I, f- I feel like uh, you know America from the beginning. And there was a time I feel like not that long ago that the left would also say that they wouldn't mean it. They 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 never meant it really, but they said it, and and so they would be happy to censor, but they would at least say you know what we have to have these voices out there, uh, and then then would do their best to to push them down. And this is why they wouldn't hire conservatives at places like the New York Times. But now it's this overt. We don't want to hear those voices. More voices are dangerous. More viewpoints are dangerous. That is, uh, it, it's a, it's a certainly a shift in approach, if not actual content.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, the other interesting thing that Stuart went after uh, on that particular podcast segment there was the algorithms and. Uh, This is a pet peeve of mine as well. I I just I hate the algorithms more than anything, um, because it's like a walking contradiction for these tech companies like Facebook and Twitter. They say, you know what? We want a, you know, a a diverse and safe environment on our platform. No, you don't. And I know because what you want (laughs) is just the most engagement possible. And you and I know that because you have a stupid algorithm that just spit stuff at you that you think you're going to click. So what does that incentivize people to do instead of letting them just build a fan base that actually if I follow because I like an article or a story or video or whatever, that you'll serve me that video whenever they post a new one? No, you're sending me what you think I'm most likely to click. And so what that does is it incentivizes people to try to predict what they think is the most clickable thing or be incredibly loud and say the most outrageous thing. Uh, and then when you click that, you're going to get more of that and you're going to get the and then if you don't click it, oh, well, gosh, they didn't click that one. Let's go search for the most outrageous thing and we'll throw it into their feed. So if you're trying yeah. to defeat tribalism and and, di- and um, division in the country, an algorithm is the absolute worst way to do it. And that's based on greed, because that just gets them more and more and more clicks and more money. And it's amazing to me that that more people on the left, like Stuart, are not calling that out and going after it. It would be nice. I, I do think it's one of the central problems that we have today.
0: And and it does just constantly incentivize people to be their worst selves. That is, uh, you know, look, we all wish we had perfect self-control. We all wish, I, you know, I certainly wish I didn't eat the three whole pizzas I ate last night. We all have those <laughs> those wishes and those dreams that will never come true. Uh, You know, it would be nice, and and, and Tristan Harris talks about this quite a bit, it would be nice if there was a a thought among the big tech companies to sit back and say, hey, why not do what's best here instead of trying to do what's going to maximize our profits or to just fold to whatever left-wing politicians are saying? I think that in some ways is just as big a problem. You know, like I, I was thinking about this today, we bash big tech a lot. But right now, I am broadcasting to uh, the nation on a freaking iPhone. I mean, this is a phone in front of me. Uh, and and this video is coming through nice and clear to... Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a time, you remember, Dan, going back from when we were doing radio, where it, it was just to have a radio broadcast somewhere. You need to have thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment and, and suitcases and all this other stuff. Now have a, I have a little tiny uh, unit here and an iPhone, and we're able to do the show from, from home. Uh, there's a lot of good that comes out of this, but there just seems to be so many bad motivations among people to, instead of instead of, um, helping you get through uh, your life, they're trying to change the way you live it. And I, I don't think that that's the right approach.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, have, I've said this before, but this is like the, to me, what an algorithm, it's like the microcosm of the progressive mindset. They try to now... They really have it because they think it'll get them the most engagement and the most clicks. But then once they they get this huge platform and they now they feel this social responsibility. So what mm-hmm. progressives, their mindset is we need to control what people see so that they can make better choices. It's the whole Cass Sunstein choice architect thing. They feel a responsibility to make you see certain things uh, and then force it into your feet. I mean, we're seeing it with all the COVID warnings and everything else. Uh, and so uh, to me, it's just a fool's errand. And we see this with government every time when they try to control people's actions to a certain extent. It never works. You you just can't do it. It's an impossibility. And you don't want to force people into something because you're not really changing a heart and mind when you do that anyway. Yeah, and it's tough. I think the conservative response is really complicated here because, you know, our typical way of
0: thinking of these things is just saying, hey, if you don't like the information, you don't you don't like that person and the content they're putting out. Turn it off. Don't listen to it. Yeah. But what complicates that is the left doesn't want; it doesn't care whether it's available to people who uh, don't want it. They are worried about the people who do want it. They want to censor it from the people who are choosing it. It's not yeah. like about. Yeah. Is screwing up the left's experience on these websites it's about limiting what the right can see and then you know yeah. the the rights um push back on this if, if it gets past uh, that type of argument is usually a boycott and I, look I'll be honest with you this stuff doesn't seem to work the thing that you just mentioned about the four billion dollars uh, in valuation going down from spotify that had dis- that whole argument had disappeared in a day spotify had put that 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 market cap back on the board in like a day you want a depress, depressing example, and I have not heard a conservative mention this because, you know, most of us like this story at the time. But Dick's Sporting Goods pulled guns out of uh, all of their stores, and we all said we're not going to Dick's Sporting Goods anymore. And you know what that? You know what Dick's Sporting Goods stock has done in the last year? Doubled. I mean, and, and there was a big impact. A lot of conservatives I know stopped going to Dick Sporting Goods over that. And their stock has doubled in the past year. Mm. These things, these responses mm. we have are, are are not enough. This is one of the reasons I talk so much about cryptocurrency and these blockchain networks, where they can exist completely outside of this realm, where there can't be control of it. And that may be our only escape at this point. The people wanting to censor us, they're psychopaths, Dan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I would argue that uh, that the reason why um, Dick's Sporting Goods, why their stock doubled, yeah. yes, I think because they tripled the price on everything there. I mean, you go there and try to buy a t-shirt. and It's like $112 or something. And I guess people still <laughs> no. buy them or something. I don't know. But every time I, I go there and try but... to get something, I'm like, what? I'm like, this is insane. But then I buy
0: it. Yeah. It's there. So. Yeah, well, we're lazy, too. I mean, we have to acknowledge the laziness of the typical American, even good hearted Americans like ourselves. Uh, Dan, hold on one second. need to take a quick break. Back in a second uh, with more. There's still craziness going on in the world, and we'll cover it in a second. You know i've been home the last couple days uh we're in stombageddon here in texas home with the kids and we've been having some fun and it's always really a good time they can get a little antsy uh you know when you keep them in the house for a long period of time it it gives you a little bit of flashback to the quarantine era and i don't necessarily want to go back to that one thing you can do with your kids it's great to have little projects and little things you're doing with your kids all the time especially ones that help uh, expand their understanding of the world help them make uh you know uh Good decisions on what how they think and, and and grow uh when it comes to uh school and life um and annie's kit clubs is a great um company that's putting together these th- these little boxes that you can get with your kids and they're little you know boxes of experiments um uh in in areas like geology and and um uh, science and technology aerodynamics all these cool uh little uh, experiments and it comes with like a, a special mission envelope uh, that kind of walks you through what you need to do. It's a really cool idea. And you can save 50% right now um, if you go to com slash stew. I got a couple of kits between seven and 12. That's kind of the prime age for these. And they're fantastic uh, they're, they're just really well-designed and the kids love them. They're fun and they're learning something too. It's annieskitclubs.com slash stew. Make sure to use the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus you'll save 50% off your first box. It's annieskitclubs.com slash stew annieskitclubs.com stew. I want to uh, thank uh, Dan Andrews once again from bailing the audience out from hearing me rant aimlessly at my iPhone for the for an hour each day. Uh, Dan, thanks for uh, joining me. Before you go, though, I want to make sure we get your chance to react to the Washington Commanders. You are a lifelong Redskins fan that has yep. only recently. I mean, I guess you're still a Redskins fan.
1: The team just doesn't I exist. Been ju- they don't exist anymore. So, like, I mean, how can I cheer <laughs> for a team that doesn't exist? Mm. What do you think of the Commanders? I think the Commander's reveal has confirmed 1,000% my decision to go into fan-free agency and pick another team. It's that bad. (laughs) I mean, it's just... You you went through this process last year, and
0: uh, I believe you landed on the Colts, of which... Yeah. Do you,
1: do you i how was that i apologize this year? i would like to i would like to apologize to Colts <laughs> fans i have a track record of ruining players in fantasy football <laughs> when i take them ruining franchises when i cheer for them i mean i was born and all the franchises i liked are now not good and they haven't been good for like 30 years. So uh, anyway, so I apologize to Colts fans. That's who I selected in my fan free agency. And they had a disastrous, a good season, but a disastrous end to the season. Um, so hopefully yeah. that turns around and my curse doesn't last forever. But the other hilarious thing about the watch, this just shows this organization cannot do anything right. On their new logo, they have their one, two, three, four, their five championships. 1937, 1942, 83, 88, 92. The problem is those are the wrong years because you those are the that's like the dates of the Super Bowls or the championship games and you don't the season is what the year started in not the where it ended in so that would be like the 1992 would be the 1991 they put the wrong years on their own logo but they're <laughs> incompetent just an incompetent organization <laughs> that cannot get a team like and how did, what are you going to do for the commander commies like what's the nickname like what are you going to say <laughs> like And then the other funny joke on it is like you so you we went woke, you went PC and you named the organization, you named the team after the uh, people who conquered the Native Americans, (laughs) the commanders that went in there, the American government. You know, it's just they couldn't do worse if they were trying to do worse. It's 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 really it's pathetic, but it has confirmed that I made a good decision.
0: Yeah, I will say too, they also um, left their window open so a helicopter could see the new logo through the window the night yes. before they were supposed to Ruined release it. I,
1: so it it really it's like, fun there's of part it of, of me. Before they even.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, part of me is like, I, I want to support Washington a little bit because they've been a victim of all this woke craziness. Like, there's a part of me as a yeah. conservative. Who wants to fight for them a little bit, but then they're just so incompetent and awful over and over again. And like, I, I feel like they should have just kept it, Washington football team. The fact
1: that they bailed on that for commanders, it's just well, so terrible. It's so bad. Washington football team was fine, but like, it, it you should have kept the low. I mean, the woke crowd now has successfully deleted Native Americans from this position of prominence in one of the most yeah. visible you know, sporting leagues on the entire planet. You've removed your representation from that. Like, congratulations. What a dumb thing for anyone who cares about... You think you help Native Americans here? You think you help them by just deleting them and now you have the commanders on there? I mean, what they should have done was kept their logo and changed the name. Washington Warriors. It's got alliteration. It gives a positive name. I don't see how you can be mad about being called a warrior. And you have the native american logo made by native americans you could keep all of that and it would be all be great but no, no they no. just completely fold no. and screw it all up well they they've deleted native americans and they're coming
0: for women next apparently in sports <laughs> so we'll see how that plays yeah. out dan andros yeah. uh, faithwire.com at dan andros on twitter dan thanks for joining me the past couple of days ah uh, you're welcome Thanks for joining me from my house we had uh, such a wonderful response to the kids making an appearance yesterday so they are uh, back in effect and i will tell uh tell you um of course my my kids are eagles fans because they're good children yep. um and they know that only good children are eagles fans uh it was four years ago this very day the greatest day in sports history, the greatest game ever played, as the Philadelphia Eagles beat def- the Patriots. <laughs> yes, in the beat the- Super Bowl. they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, forty-one to thirty-three. Greatest game ever played. In fact, we have a little picture. Do you remember this one, Zach? Yeah. Uh, yes, there we I are. Remember that? Yes, that's right. He has a cracked picture of that in his room. That's right. Zach has a cracked picture of that. No, it's it, the It fell off a, of his wall. That's no, the cracked one was the baseball. Oh, the cracked one's the baseball. Anyway, uh, it's hard to believe. I will say, even to this day, that that actually occurred. I, 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 I wrote at the beginning of the season a tweet about how I just want to see it one time, just one time in my life. Please let the Eagles win. And then that year they they won, uh, and we uh, we we've, we we've celebrated here ever since. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champions four years ago. All right. We will see you uh, next week, hopefully, from the studio. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.